This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, all right. Welcome to another show of Mr. Biz Radio. And we are brought to you by Capital Plus. They remove the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, something that's very important. And I know every, every client I talk to, every business owner I talk to, it doesn't matter the industry, the niche you're in. It doesn't matter the geography, what part of the United States, which part of the world you're in. It's a problem that people have everywhere. It, no one's immune from it. And that is finding good people. And, and what we're going to talk about is winning the war for talent uh, during the show. And we have a repeat guest coming back. So Mr. Matthew Byrne of the Spiral Light Group Benefits. Uh, Matthew, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Matt and I talked uh, a while back. Gosh, it's probably been a, a few months back that he um, signed up to come back on the show. Because, again, as we're talking through this, this is an issue that finding good people, right? And once you find those good people, hold on to them, right? Uh, those superstars are very difficult to replace. And I feel like a lot of times what happens is business owners will um, almost cut their nose off to spite their face, right? They have a superstar and they want a little bit more money or they want a little more freedom. So let's say they want to work from home one day a week or want a little bit of flexibility and the owner digs their heels in. And now they end up losing the superstar and it's 60 days in past that. And they go, holy crap, I didn't realize all the little things that person was doing, right? Um, and so that's what we want to talk about is winning the war for talent. Very, very important. Finding those good people and keeping those good people. So with all that, so again, as I mentioned, Matt's been on the show before, but for those that didn't hear, I mean, you go back and check on the website. Um, we've got uh, all the archive shows out there so you can find it for sure. But for those who were, did not listen to the last show, Matt, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Oh, wow. It is long. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it starts with me diving into the OSU Scarlet uh, Pond to fish out golf balls, cleaning them back up and reselling them with lemonade on the fourth hole, which happened to be the equidistant between the, the, the last drinking fountain and the next drinking fountain. It was like that perfect. Uh, place uh, of, of great thirst for the golfers but that was my first entrepreneurial commitment um I, I remember I was 10 years old I think and I was making 60 dollars a day doing that that was a lot wow of fun. wow uh, yeah I used to deliver the Columbus Citizen Journal and and got some experience there but um my first business was actually you know my first official formal business was um in 1990 I had a chemical and engineering testing laboratory um, and, uh, we ended up selling that company, uh, in 1999 to the world's largest testing organization. They have about 288 laboratories in 88 countries and they trade on the London stock exchange. It's a company called Intertech. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, I had, I, I, you know, after I kind of went through my acquisition and employment contract there, I, I did a marketing consulting company that was, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who could do marketing and those types of things because it's a very difficult business to be effective and to actually make money at, um, you know, was not my, my high watermark of success in that marketing consulting firm. Um, 
And then I started my employee benefits in about 2008. And I've been doing employee benefits and HR consulting ever since. But, uh, you know, one thing I like to share is that every paycheck I've ever taken since I graduated from college, I signed in my own hand. Uh, Sometimes it it was a number with a lot of zeros after it. And sometimes it was just a zero. Um, (laughs) But I've never taken a paycheck from anyone since I graduated from college. Well, not a lot of people can say that. And that definitely speaks to your entrepreneurial success uh, for sure. So along with that, first of all, $60 a day as a 10-year-old. I mean, you had to be just killing it. (laughs) I was. I was. You thought you were just rich. I mean, I remember... Gosh, when I was that age, you know, I'd have a, you know, I get a birthday card from, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, things like that. And, it, you know, it had $5 in it. I thought, oh my gosh, I got $5, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. 60, 60 bucks a day. Right. Apparently I used to hike down to the, um, you know, the, the Kenny Road pharmacy and, and buy candy and then, and then hike it back to my house. I was the youngest of seven children. So uh, I, I had a built-in mom. It's right in my own household. So I used to you, you resell candy at a markup back at home. Um, I don't remember that, but that's what I'm told. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Well, given all that, so especially, like you said, since you've graduated from college, always having written your own name on, on your checks. So with that, share with us, what's, what's your favorite failure? Oh, man, I've had a lot of them. Um <laughs> Anyone who's an entrepreneur knows there's that's a it's a windy road with that, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, you know, I, I remember, uh, and, and you know, so my brother and I started this chemical engineering laboratory, and, and you know, my father had taken some of his you know limited retirement, kind of helped us with you know thirty or forty thousand dollars to get this thing started up, and within eight months we had completely blown through that. We were you know, trying to research some, some, we were trying to kind of synthesize uh, this chemical that, that could, you know, typically was only found in nature. And we were trying to do that. It was going to be used in like oncology research and long story short, it did not go well. And I remember we were kind of out of money. You know, we had, we had basically squandered my father's retirement, what little he had. And, um, uh, you know, I, I remember I, I ended up calling, um, we ended up doing like laboratory testing for the air conditioning refrigeration Institute. There's a lot of, you know, clean air act and, and, you know, people building these recycling and reclaim machines to help reprocess freons and those types of fluids so that they could be reused over and over and over again, uh, as opposed to just being released to the atmosphere. So there was kind of this economic incentive to, to kind of repurify this. And we were, there's a lot of people building those mousetraps and we were a laboratory that really was helping those people do that. Um, but that all started with the failure of this like oncology research thing. I remember calling the American uh, Contractors Association out of DC and asking for one of their member lists. And this is back in the day where, you know, everything was on paper, right? Mm-hmm. We had a two-line telephone and a couple of folding chairs in an office <laughs> and, and on Fisher Road. And I remember someone was like, oh, well, you do, do you do this type of testing? And my brother's kind of nodding to me like, yeah, yeah. And so we rush off to the Ohio State Engineering Library to look at that procedure to see if we, we could actually pull together the resources to do it. Um, but yeah, so the, the biggest failure was that, you know, kind of starting out and then quickly having to shift gears. And there's a lot of examples of that in my career. Yeah, but I think that speaks a lot. I mean, as you mentioned before, I mean, that that is the life of an entrepreneur. I mean, it rarely ends up in the path is rarely what you plan it to be. Um, and that's what I always tell folks, you know, even folks that I mentor now that stop trying to wait for the perfect moment. Just, just start, just start. And you're, because it doesn't matter how well you have it planned out. 
I can almost guarantee you it will not turn out the way you planned. You're going to have to make adjustments anyway. So um, a good friend of mine that I work with and partner with a lot on different things, uh, Jason Case, he always says progress, not perfection. Um, and so I think that's a good example of that is, you know, again, wasn't exactly what you guys had planned or set out to do, but you know, you have to kind of bob and weave as you go through it and, and figure it out. And obviously you have along the way. So, uh, yeah. so this week, again, we're talking with Matt Byrne of the Spiralite Group Benefits. You can find them at spiralitegroup.com or give them a call at 614-372-6377. So we're, we're going to come back after the break. Uh, we'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And we're going to talk more about what Matt does with Spiralite in regards to employee benefits, HR consulting, et cetera. And then during the third segment, Matt's going to give us some saving tips for group health insurance plans, which everyone complains about. Every one of my clients complains about that. So I know that'll be very insightful for people. So join us after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day -day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this week's tip is to control your success. Take full responsibility for the things around you. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have to remind people of this. And, and frankly, I have to do, remind myself of it occasionally as well. Um, you know, you start to get into a little bit of a woe is me type of situation. And it's like, uh, you know, you really got to snap out of that. And, and that's the way you can control your success. You know, think about those things that are around you, take responsibility for those. Don't uh, just, you know, make it so it's, you know, someone else's problem, so to speak. So very important thing to make sure you keep in mind as you're going through, as we talked about during the first segment on the entrepreneurial journey, it's, it's, it's a rough road. It's a bumpy road sometimes. So you have to take control of the things you can to, to control your success a little better. So again, we're, you're listening to Mr. Biz Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. They unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. So again, we're talking this week with Matt Byrne of Spiralite Group Benefits. And I wanted to dive in a little bit more into Matt. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the things you do and how you help business owners at Spiralite. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, one of the things I think that we do uniquely um, is we're kind of looking at the entire picture, you know, it's more of a strategic partnership where we're, we're looking at systems and processes and a lot of the HR functionality of an organization and using that uh, to plug and play and to maximize the benefits. And those two things, when done properly together, is really what wins the war for talent, where you differentiate as an employer of choice uh, versus your competition. 
Um, and so the, the HR component is such a big part of what we do and, and how we help companies. And not only do we do it on a strategic level, but we're actually hands-on and, and we're implementing a lot of those, uh, you know, whether it be a, you know, a hiring methodology or interview questions in a scoring matrix or, or, you know, performance review process or systems for your managers to better provide the feedback that your employees so desperately want and need. You know, the benefits are just one cog in the entire engine of winning that war for talent. Um, you know, and something I was thinking about during the break that's kind of struck me is, uh, you know, I see this a lot when someone when someone loses their job, they end up on LinkedIn and all of a sudden they try to go from zero to 60 on on the networking and, and trying to get the word out that they're looking for a job. Well, employers make the same mistake, right? When we've been in a very uh, difficult uh, employer market for the last six months or year or more, really. Mm -hmm. um, it's been an employee's market. And, you know, with COVID and, and you know, some of the struggles and, and fragility of, of we're all trying to navigate through that and do that well. But now it's kind of flipped into an employer market, right? There's a lot more um, people looking for work right now than there are jobs. So it's, it's kind of flipped on its head with the COVID situation. But I think it's an opportunity for employers to kind of say, all right, well, it may be easier pickings right now. It's never easy to win the war for talent, but it might be a little bit easier. And so what are the, some of the things we can do to invest in, in better systems, better technology, better processes, you know, that, that are going to set us up for when it does get really hard again, which could be three to six months out or, or it could be three to six years out. But we, we have an opportunity to, to reinvest in, in making sure that when things do get harder to find good and keep good people, that we've done the homework that makes that easier for us. And it's kind of, it's not a marathon, um, or, you know, or it is a marathon, it's not a sprint. You know, it's something you need to be reinvesting in over and over again. And too many employers wake up with a great opportunity. They need to expand very quickly, but they haven't done all the cultural things and the process of things that make that connection with their employee, their existing employees and their future employees. So that, that's kind of what we help with. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's so, so important. I mean, who, who's the best recruiter for your company, your existing employees. It's almost like, you know, if you have a, a brick and mortar business, a retail business, you know, your existing customers are, you know, great referrals, right? Uh, they're, they're the great sounding board. Everyone likes to see, you know, ratings and reviews and things like that. It's the same thing as an employer, right? If you're not treating the people that you have already, you're not treating them well or not, you know, treating them fairly, or like you said, winning the war for talent is you, you, you don't, you have to be a little better than everyone else, right? Some of your competitors and people will know that that way, when you do have an opening or you do, you know, you fill a, a myriad of roles in a quick uh, uh, time period, you've got your existing employees that are going to be out there saying, Hey, you got to come work here. This place is amazing. They treat us so well. The benefits are great. I get a review. Everything's done X, Y, Z. And again, because a lot of businesses just don't invest in those things, as you mentioned. And I think that's a huge miss. And like you said, when you go to hire people, now it becomes that much more difficult. And maybe you don't get that top talent. Maybe that now you're looking at second tier, third tier people when you have to end up hiring those folks. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and you know, you bring up a great point that your, your internal employees are one of your best spokespeople for why someone would want to come work for you. But also, it, it, you know, we do a lot of benchmarking, whether it be salary benchmarking or benefit benchmarking, just trying to calibrate where you fit in the scheme of things. You know, how, how do you how do you stack, stack up against your peers? But kind of a very informal benchmarking that automatically happens. It's not just that your employees are a great advertising and spokesperson for you and a, some sort of referral program with your employees is really, really smart. But it's for a, a reason you might not 
initially understand or, or, or think about. Your employees, the ones that are successful, are a certain style, a certain culture that they fit into your organization in a certain way. They're from certain neighborhoods and they, they go to certain, you know, they congregate in certain churches or certain social groups. You, they're, they're already by definition a benchmark and other people who they know are very inclined to be a lot like them. And so not only are they a great way to get the word out, but they happen to be getting the word out to the right types of people, which is people just like them. Um, yeah, so building out strategies and thoughtful things that help you un unravel that, unpack that, and, and empower your employees to do that um, is really valuable and can be a great way to, to get the right types of people, not just you know the next warm body, but you want someone who's going to fit in your company and be productive and really be thriving in your company. And that's yeah, the difference. you know. And I think that's a great point. I and mean, think about it. If you're an employee of a company and you, you wouldn't go to someone you know is a slacker and say, hey, you got to come over here and work with us. Because depending on what that person does and how you might end up inter interacting with them if they do get hired, it may fall on you. You may have to pick up the slack for that slacker, right? So, so you're, gonna be, you're, you're only going to be recommending folks that you know will be a good cultural fit, as well as you know, that you know are good workers and, and, and conscientious employees. So again, you don't want them dragging down the average around you and everything. Everyone wants to be on a winning team. And so you don't want to hire, uh, you're not going to recommend hiring people who are not don't fit that culture or whatever so I think that's extremely important oh yeah that's huge you know you, you nail it right on the head and and a lot of employers lose sight of that and, and we, we you know we help build processes and systems that keep them connected to that but you know we talked about culture um, you're right you know what the most poisonous thing to your organization is is that when you bring in somebody who either isn't held accountable to the same standard or, or that you, you look the other way when they make a mistake or, or they actually make everyone else's job harder or more you know, adversarial, whatever the case might be, but, mm -hmm. you know, hiring for fit, hiring for culture, really, I, I don't care that you can swing a hammer or I don't care that you can, you know, do Excel and run, you know, the accounts receivable and payables reports flawlessly. That, that's barrier of entry. I mean, that, that anybody can look and see, does this person have the technical competency to do the job? What's more valuable, more important is, will they fit? Will they be, a, a, you know, do they have the drive and the motivation, the type of that we need? And they're going to, more importantly, fit with the rest of the team. Um, and, and you want to develop interview questions that help tap into that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's extremely important. We're head, you know, up against a break here, but that's one of the things I talk about all the time is hiring on character, character, loyalty, and work ethic. I mean, those things are, are, you have to have those things. If you have those, you're going to have a good employee for sure because they will work their butts off for you and learn what they need to learn to fit in and be a, a solid a contributor to the team. All right, so we're up against a break here. Come back. We're going to talk about, Matt's going to give us saving tips for group health insurance plans. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281 systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth thank you for being a mr biz solution subscriber and listening to b2b radio would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. Again, this week we're talking with Matthew Byrne from the Spiralite Group Benefits, and you can find out more on their website, spiralitegroup.com, and that's S-P-I-R-A, Spiralite, uh, or give them a call at 614-372-6377. All right, so now it's time for the rubber to meet the road here. Matt's going to give us some tips, which I know everyone that's listening is going to be interested in, and that is how to save. What are some saving tips that we can implement for our group health insurance plans? So Matt, what do you got for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of an interesting little sidebar. I, I was thinking, um, you know, what's interesting is the last hundred groups that I've helped get access to employer-sponsored group health insurance, um, you'd be surprised at how many of those were new companies offering employee benefits for the first time ever. More than half. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Very symptomatic. You know, I, I kind of joke that sometimes our business is the carrot canary in the coal mine. You know, as we're in this uh, COVID-19 situation, you know, lots of companies laying off, lots of people furloughing, lots of people bringing them back. And that, that's more of a sign of the times. And, you know, it's like things come very quickly to our business. Uh, you know, we can see the, with our ear to the ground and, and have certain perspective on what's going on. But one of the things I'm always coaching, you know, either either an employer who's, who's adding benefits for the first time or certainly anyone who already has benefits, um, you know, the cost of, of losing an employee is significant. Uh, a lot of research is out there and, you know, I, I'll, I'll put they in the air quotes, but there's a lot of research that would support what I'm about to say. And it's that when you lose an employee, it's equal to at least one time their annual salary effect to your bottom line. So let me explain. You have a $30,000 year employee and you, you know, let's say they come and work for you and a year and a half later, they leave you. Um, it, it, it costs you $30,000 to your bottom line because you spend three months trying to find that person, six months retraining them on how to do the job. And it's not until about month eight or nine, they actually start making you any money. And it takes them to their year anniversary before they've paid you back for that first six or nine months of onboarding and training. And the more hard to train that person is the, the, the more they make the, 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 the you know the higher caliber of person the more that could be two times their annual salary so if we have 10 employees in our company and we're losing two of them a year at thirty thousand apiece that could be a sixty thousand dollar drain on our bottom line mm -hmm. and so if we can do a benefit program or really any strategy that will lower that attrition you know you could be having a significant amount of money passing to the bottom line so how much you pay for health insurance is one of the second or third highest line items on our profit loss statements. You all know that many of you are tuning in because you're hoping to get some tips on ways to, to tackle that and make that more efficient. And so I actually have an infographic that, that I'll make available to your audience. But you know, the first thing you want to do is you got to underwrite the group. If your current broker has been shopping group or, or, or at least showing you other rates, they're not really exhausting all of the opportunities. They're not doing a, a very thorough, deep job unless they are medically underwriting the group every year. 
And I know that's a pain. And I know you think, oh, that's like pulling teeth. And I don't want to have my people to have to do that. But you absolutely have to have have people fill out a full medical application every single year, every single renewal, because a five or 7% increase feels easy and feels reasonable. But that over three or four or five years, as you know, turns into 40, 50, 60% increase over a very, very short window of time. And, and the only way to overcome that is you got to underwrite. Now, there's some technologies that are out there where that can be done digitally. You, your people can fill it out one time and then they go back in there and just re-sign it in future years. But um, I would never take a renewal increase, certainly not one above 5% without demanding that we fill out new medical forms and go shop that case. Uh, your, your current broker, myself included, we don't necessarily want to do all of the work, you know, without any return on that investment. But the only way you can find out if there's a return on the investment is to do the underwriting. And so I really encourage my clients. I almost beg them to help me shop the market every year with them. Now, if they push back, I'll kind of, you know, go say, listen, this is an opportunity to keep your carrier honest to show you the mirror of what the full landscape of the market looks like. Yes, I know that each of your employees has to fill out this form for 15 minutes, but if we do it digitally last year, then they just come in and re-sign it this year. It becomes much more easy, but it's really important we do the underwriting. So my first tip is you got to underwrite it and do it every year if at all possible, certainly every other year. Um, the carrier wants to paralyze you to make you think nothing else is available. Sometimes the incumbent broker is you know, golfing in Florida or really retired or just too lazy to do the work, force yourself to do the work, force your broker to do the work of underwriting. Um, the, the second thing is get a second opinion. You know, um, you, you can invite someone else who may be more aggressive to, to earn and win your business. Uh, if you can't get it shopped with your incumbent current broker, um, you know, certainly invite someone else to do that. Sometimes you might even, it might be healthy every three or four or five years to bring in that second party, even if your broker is shopping it. Um, you certainly won't gain any less information or less transparency by inviting someone else to participate in the program. So I, I highly encourage you to get a mm -hmm. second opinion. Um, third is show me the money. That, that's my way of saying, you know, you should have transparency on how much things cost and how much the, your, your broker is getting compensated for, for your helping you. Um, and, and they should be very willing and happy to show you what that looks like. Um, and so ask them, you know, how, how, how do you get paid? How much are you getting paid? How much is the year? What you might find is that they're not getting paid enough for all the work they're doing for you, or, or you might be find that they're getting paid way too much for the work you're doing. And so asking them to do more like, hey, I need a technology for employee onboarding. You know, there's, there's a technology we use called Ease that we give to our clients for free that allows all your employees to sign I-9s and W-4s and employee manuals and confidentiality agreements and, and make their benefit decisions all digitally. And that's free to our clients. Um, so, you, you know, that's how I, if we are, you know, we want to make sure we earn our value and, and ask mm -hmm. your broker, what do you get paid and how are you earning that value? Um, rate relief. This is a pretty easy one and I'll be brief on it. Just tell your broker that you'd like him to leverage the carrier for rate relief. Now, some brokers have more leverage and more, you know, they can kind of get the carriers to, to jump through more hoops. But rate relief is just your way of saying, hey, we don't think the underwriting of our group it warrants a 12% increase. Um, you know, if you can provide some feedback or if your employees can give a little bit of or commentary to that. Oh, well, you know, you guys are giving us a 12% increase because, you know, two people went to the hospital for what appeared to be a heart attack, but it ended up being indigestion, almost explaining away the underwriting of it. 
you know, that, that even helps with rate relief. If you can kind of give them, hey, you know, somebody is now in their third year away from that cancer diagnosis. We don't really think that this, you know, give the underwriter a reason to give you some rate relief. Give them a, mm-hmm. you know, help them document the file to, to lower the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beware of the tiger team. A lot of times these big box provider benefits, you, know, you, you get somebody with a silver tongue who gets in there with their suit, whether it be a payroll vendor or, or even just a big box shop. And they come in there with a tiger team and they, they, they make all these promises. And then you're relegated to some call center in, in, in Chicago or California where anytime you have a problem or need something, you have to, you have to you know, go to some, someone way down the food chain, the person who, who put the hook in your mouth, who sold you originally. So mm-hmm. the tiger team is, is designed to impress. You know, I prefer to work, you to work local and with a local business owner like yourself. Um, find a local broker who has footprints in this community and you can call that person or someone on their team right here locally to help you. Um, the payroll companies, you know, I kind of made inference to them and I, I know we're short on time, but yeah. you know, a lot of times they're just trying to scoop up the benefits with the payroll. They're not really benefit experts. They're not Ohio benefit experts and they're not fellow business owners like you. And then look for self-funding options. It's a way to decentralize and unbundle the insurance, maybe pull some of the major carriers out of the mix and, and see what that would look like where you kind of do that uh, self-funding program that can really dramatically save costs. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. That's a lot to digest. That's a lot of good stuff, man. Um, honestly, <laughs> you guys might need to rewind and, and re-listen to some of those because um, I think some of those tactics, um, strategies you mentioned are very, very powerful. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, this great insight with us. My pleasure. And as I mentioned, anyone who's listening to the 30-minute free consult with me, I'm happy to walk them through some of the details of this program. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. So it depends. So we're, we're trying to find what, what I want to try to do is since I, most of my guests now, I don't have any local guests anymore. Uh, most of them are via the phone. They're people, you know, people nationally and everything, and actually some international folks as well. And so I want to have a sponsor for the studio. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.